And to Jesus be all the glory and the praise. It's going to be a glorious day today. I want to talk to you about the resurrection. Not just the Lord's resurrection, but our resurrection. Guaranteed by his glorious resurrection. And thank you for being my wonderful family and wonderful partners. I pray the Lord will bless you richly today. And I have with me Lucas today. This is one of our new guys, by the way, that is working with us now. And he loves the Lord with all his heart. And what a blessing. His mom was healed. Uh, watching This Is Your Day. Yes, sir. Years ago. Yeah. What was, please she, remind me. Yeah, she had a skin condition. Yeah. Doctors didn't know what it was. They said it was from a pregnancy. She actually had it prior to a pregnancy, so she knew she, they were wrong. But while she was pregnant with me, watching This Is Your Day, you called it out. You said, somebody watching right now has a skin condition and you're being healed. And you were in your mom's womb. I was in my mother's womb, and now here I am today. You know, it, it just shows me how old I'm getting. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Well, I did not know the part that you were in the womb yeah. when God healed her. Yeah. What a God we serve. What a Lord we serve. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your word. To you be all the praise. And God's people said amen. Okay, Lucas, let's go to yes, 2 Timothy 2, verse 8, please. As yes, I begin teaching on... The resurrection of our bodies. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go. Yes, sir. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Okay, now let's also go to 1 Corinthians. Raised from the dead, Paul writes, according to my gospel. And in 1 Corinthians 15, a most remarkable portion that I love so very much. Verse 3 and verse 4, please. 1 Corinthians 15. Yes, sir. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. All right, now let's read verse 12, please, if you don't mind, of the same chapter, mm -hmm. right through verse 23. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is, Christ, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Mm. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, you are still in your sins. Then they which have fallen asleep have perished. If in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Think about mm. this incredible thing he's saying here. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Now, first fruit means we're next. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is very important because the resurrection of the Lord was the resurrection of his body, of his body. The same body crucified. That's what Paul said. Mm. The same body that was buried. But let's also understand, his soul went to Hades. Mm. It was the body that rose from the dead that was buried in the grave. So the Bible is clear on this. Can we go to Acts chapter 2? Because, you know, we, we, we have to understand something. 
that is so clear in the word of God. In Acts chapter 2, verse 22, Peter makes an amazing statement. He says, you men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you've taken and by wicked hands have crucified Mm. and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaks concerning him on, on, of course, this wise, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He's on my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, did my heart rejoice, my tongue was glad, moreover, also my flesh rest in hope because you'll not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer the holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Mm. Now, Peter says, very clearly, that the Lord went into the underworld. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 3, would you read that for us, verse 18 through 20? Because he made that very clear, because we have to really ask, what was raised? Well, Paul says, that which was buried Mm. was raised from the dead. And it's so clear, it was his body. Let's look at 1 Peter 3, 18 through 20, please. Because here, the words of Peter clearly are telling us that Jesus was put to death, but his spirit still lived and went to the other. Mm. Let's read that. 1 Peter 3, uh, sorry, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 through 20. Yes. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. I'm going to explain that some other time on what that means. There's not the time to talk about it, but there's a lot of questions today about the resurrection. And the world is fascinated by the Shroud of Turin. Mm. I saw the Shroud years ago. I was one of the very few privileged because of a friend I've had, I had back then, Mr. Safarini, who was very influential with the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church brings the Shroud out every hundred years, and I happened to be there the last time it was brought up. And we took the cameras, and Jeff, you, you were actually with me. Yes, sir. Yeah. And we heard the most remarkable facts about the shroud. So today people are still, you know, fascinated by the shroud and the new technologies that have shown that the image on the the shroud is three-dimensional. At that time, that technology did not exist at all. So there's, there's been many questions and more answers and then more questions and more answers. But today... It is absolute guaranteed by scientists, some of them Jewish scientists that examined the shroud over 20 years or more, that it is a miracle. That only the very part of God that they cannot describe 
could put their image on the shrine. Now, I'm not going to the shrine here or showing, I'm showing what, what, what the Bible says. But you may be one of those people who wants a little more proof like, you know, uh, Thomas of old. I, you know, I want to say it, I want to feel it, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, sir. We all know by the Spirit. We all know by the Scriptures. Jesus is alive, you know. Uh, you know, the old hymn, uh, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. And then how do I know he lives? Because I know he lives in my heart. But it's important today to have that question clear and answered clearly in our hearts. Mm. Paul says, if the body of Jesus was not raised from the dead, then the whole Christian faith is a sham. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, our faith is vain. We are of all people most miserable. If the Lord did not rise from the dead, our message is a lie. The gospel is a lie. And if our bodies will not rise, then the Lord did not rise from the dead. Our resurrection is guaranteed by the Lord's resurrection. Amen. Now, we read so many amazing scriptures. But let's go one more time to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20, that says his body is the first fruit, which means we are next. So read that again, yes, verse sir. 20 of 1 Corinthians 15. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that the, slept. That's it. I was in Toronto a few days ago. When I'm there, I always go and visit where my mom and dad are, are, are buried, where their bodies are buried. And the joy that God fills me with every time I go, that I thank him they're not in that grave. Because mm -hmm. I believe what the Bible says. You have loved ones who are gone. They are more alive than ever. The Bible is clear that all will be raised again from the dead. Even though absent from the body and present with the Lord, our bodies will be raised from the dead. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, and let's look at verse 35 through 38. Here, the question is settled. The Lord rose from the dead. Now, let's look at the character of our resurrection. How is it going to happen with with you and me. All right. First Corinthians 15, verse 35 through 38. Lucas, please. But some man will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Yeah. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bear grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him and to every seed his own now, now, let me explain something, that our present body, once it no longer is able to stay alive, like an old suit, an old tent, mm -hmm. you take it off. You have to discard it. But that body is the seed for the new one. Mm -hmm. The body is the seed for the new one. So Paul says here something very important. That which you sow is not quickened except it dies. And that that you sow, you sow like a grain of seed, 
And that grain of seed becomes, you see the harvest. The harvest is different than the seed. Mm -hmm. So, this is important. We are told our bodies, when we are raised, will not be exactly the same as our bodies when they are buried. Any more than wheat that springs from the kernel of wheat that's planted. And just as what grows from the seed comes from the seed and bears uh, the most intimate relations to the seed, our bodies at the resurrection will come from the body that is sown. Just like the seed that is sown mm -hmm. before you see the heart. Okay? And it will have it the same relation to it. So the resurrection of our body is the outcome of the body that's buried. Without burial, there will be no resurrection. So the old body has to be quickened to be transformed. And that what is mentioned in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, the Bible tells us that our bodies will, be, will become like the body of the Lord glorified. So let's read that before I explain that to you. Yes, sir. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the right. Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now, now let's, let's talk about this. The resurrected body of the Lord, uh, once raised from the dead, was transformed. Transformed, it was, it was delivered from the limitations mm. of the physical body. And more than that, while living here among us, the Lord was limited. Even the Son of God was limited as our bodies today are limited. Yeah. But then in the resurrection, all limits were gone. So our bodies will be transformed into the likeness of his glorious body, delivered from the limitation. Now, when people say, well, what will our body look like? What did his body look like in Revelation? Hmm. I was reading that this morning. His body shone brighter than the sun. Well, you think about the time on the Mount of Transfiguration, where it says he shone brighter than the sun. Our bodies will shine brighter than the sun. Amen. We shall be like him as he is, so shall we be. What a glorious day that will be. Amen. So what is his body like? All right, let's go to Matthew 17, because this is what our bodies will be like. Let's go to Matthew 17, verse 2, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so you go read, you're going to read that for us, and then I'm going to read Mark uh, chapter 9, 29. But read for me Matthew 17, verse 2, please. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun. Wow. And his raiment was white as the light. Now listen to what it says here. 
After six days, um, I'm reading Mark 9, verse 2 and 3. After six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter, James, and John, leads up, leads them up to a high mountain apart by themselves. He was transfigured before them. His raiment became shining exceedingly white as snow, mm. as so no fuller on earth can white them. Wow. And Luke 9, 29 says the same thing, that his body shone like the sun. So the Bible tells us our bodies will not be flesh and blood. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 and 51, it says these amazing words. Let me read them to you. So verse 50 and 51 says, Now I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now that is in the word of God. Our bodies will have flesh and bone, yes. But this is very important. The blood of Jesus was shed for us. Hmm. That is his life. Yes. But we shall live by his life in our new bodies. We will not need the life in the blood. <laughs> His life will be our life in our new body. Because the blood of Jesus, the life of God, is in heaven today. It's a mystery that we don't fully understand yet. But the blood of Jesus did not come from Joseph. Did not come from Mary. You know, Adam had no parents. Where did his blood come from? It came from God. Where did the blood of Jesus come from? From God. But that blood had to be pure to become our atonement, our propitiation, our substitute. And through his blood we live. And one of these days, the blood of Jesus will destroy death forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we will live by his life without blood flowing through our bodies. So when Jesus returns to earth and we come back with him, we shall be like him without blood flowing through our body. When Jesus rose from the dead, he said to the Apostles and disciples, come and touch me. Flesh and bone. Mm. He didn't say blood. I'm not a spirit. I'm flesh and bone. Come and touch me. We will be flesh and bone. Glorified. Hallelujah. Wow. So our bodies will have flesh and bone. So what will take place is his life will be the life of our bodies. 
Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 42 and 44. This is such a guarantee for our resurrection because he rose from the dead. He is the first fruit of the resurrection, which means the first fruit will be followed by more fruit. The church, Mm. you, me. There's no such thing as death to the believer. Yes, our bodies will go to sleep, but be resurrected. And the Bible doesn't say death, it says sleep. Concerning them which are asleep in 1 Thessalonians 4. But let's read 1 Corinthians 15, verse 42 through 44, please. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It It is sown in dishonor. Mm. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Watch this. It is sown in natural body. Mm-hmm. It is raised a spiritual body, Hallelujah. yet flesh. Because his body was raised. Flesh. Mm. His flesh was raised from there. Yet, that flesh mm-hmm. had no limits. And that's what is meant by Spiritual body. Mm. So spiritual body doesn't mean spirit. It still means body. It still means flesh. No limits to that flesh. Appear, disappear, travel at the speed of light. (laughs) Probably faster. Never need sleep, never need food, never need drink, even though we can and we will eat and drink, because the Lord uh, ate and drank when he rose from the dead. Never get tired or sick. Eternal. That's a spiritual body. So there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, I'm reading verse 45, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. Mm -hmm. The last Adam, a quickening spirit. And we also will be quickened by his quickening spirit living in our body forever. So, guaranteed resurrection, saints, guaranteed resurrection. And it says our glorious bodies will be like his. Revelation chapter 1, please, quickly before I say bye. Verse 13 to 17. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the foot, girt about the path with a golden girdle, his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and so will your hair be like that. His eyes as a flame of fire, your eyes as a flame of fire. His feet like unto fine brass, so with you, as if they burned in a furnace. His voice as the sound of many waters, This is what our bodies will look like. Wow. This is you and me in the resurrection. And the Bible says that our bodies will be raised in power. 1 Corinthians 15, 43. Raised in power. It will be a heavenly body. One more time. 1 Corinthians 15, Verse 47 through 49. Please, Lucas. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord. 
The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And as, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. That's right. Keep going. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now look what, what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 4. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, he calls this body a tent, hmm. were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, that's your new body. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with, with our new house or body, which is from heaven, it says heavenly, Sir. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle grown, being burdened, burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. That glorious day is almost upon us, saints. I'm going to continue this teaching tomorrow because I want to show you what the Bible gives us, the assurance it gives us of our resurrection from the grave. I'm talking to people who have loved ones in heaven and you still go and weep at their grave. Stop weeping. It's time to rejoice. They're not in the grave. I was driving through Forest Lawn Cemetery one time to honor the member of Catherine Kuhlman, who is also buried there. And I saw people on a Sunday afternoon having picnics by the graves of loved ones. Mm. And I thought to myself, how sad. Yeah. They think they're still there. They're not there. Yeah. It's just a shell the old tent that's worn out, that's gone back to dust. Yeah, maybe it gives them some comfort to know I'm closer than, you know, to my mom, my dad, my loved one, in this place or anywhere else. But we believers, we, we don't need to go and weep. We go and rejoice. And we thank the Lord for the life. I did that only days ago. I thanked God for my mom and my dad's life that he saved their souls and they're in heaven today. It's time you give to the Lord now your life, your all, the cross before you, the world behind you, no turning back. There's nothing to turn back to. To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of life. Now, Lord, bless your people. Increase them in every way. Bless them in every way, Lord. Establish them in your word and establish your word in them. In Jesus' glorious name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. It's time to give now to the Lord's work. It's time to rejoice in his goodness. It's time to tell him how much we honor him. Because it says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all your increase so shall your barns be filled with plenty and your precious burst out with new wine. We are looking at amazing, explosive, 
happenings in Israel. As I'm talking to you today, there is a battle raging within the land. The judicial reforms, thousands upon thousands of people, of people protesting in Israel have been protesting for months. It has emboldened their enemies to attack them and weaken them. At the same time, we're seeing some uh, blessed hope for them on the horizon, economically and otherwise. Today, Europe and India are connecting themselves, going right through the Middle East with trains. The economies of that part of the world are coming together. India today is one of the strongest economies on earth, leading economies on earth, could very possibly surpass China. It looks like they will. And just days ago, a conference, the G20 conference, talked about their coming together, Europe and India, through the Middle East, right through Israel, which will benefit Israel in an incredible way economically. So on one hand, trouble, on the other hand, brightness and prosperity and peace. Pray for that part of the world, please. But this is a time of incredible prophecies with intensity being fulfilled in that part of the world. This is the time to get the gospel to the world because our days are almost over on earth. This is all preparation for the end of the end of the end of days. So I'm going to ask you to give to the Lord's work that God may bless and prosper you in these last days. No lack in your future, no lack in your life, no lack in the lives of your family members as you continue to give to the Lord's work. Because giving means living. Giving means life in the future, in every part of your life. So you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777 and give to the work of Jesus, whom we love. I'll see you tomorrow as I continue this wonderful teaching on our resurrection. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Han Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. 
so we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.